Welcome to the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast, the podcast that guides those looking for a home that expresses their unique lifestyle to release creative DNA into their project and have it completed while keeping the artistic vision alive. Now, here's your architect creative, J.D. Carling. Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast. Today it's Friday and we're getting back to the regular scheduled program where we are currently discussing architectural DNA. Now, one of the most exciting things about architecture to me is discovering what the project is going to be about. So if you've been tuning in with us, the first week I just really talked about, like, I'm getting inspired, I want to do a custom house, and just letting that dream kind of bubble up inside of you, that desire bubble up inside of you. Then we introduced the topic of architectural DNA. So I'm going to recap that for you. It's very important to successful projects or projects that I think are going to leave a legacy or a lasting impression on the people who did the project and the people that are going to be using it for years to come. So the DNA is D is your dream, your idea or what you want, all the things that you see in your head that haven't necessarily been expressed or have been in some way, but they don't currently exist in physical form in the building. N is nature. So in our world, every building exists in a specific place. So I guess you, if you lived in space, you have the Millennium Falcon. That doesn't necessarily have a place. I don't know. Maybe it's from somewhere and someone could argue with me. But that has like its own idea of like action of what it's doing. And buildings have that too, but they also live in nature somewhere on a piece of land. And so the second part of your project DNA and making sure it's successful is understanding nature. So that's like the water that's on there, the vegetation, even the creatures, things like that. The geometry of that land is also nature, what it's made of, the materiality of that nature. And there's a whole process of discovery that goes into that. And then there's A, which I call the effects or the forces that are acting on you. So money, zoning, things like that. And so that makes this triangle, oh no, I did like an Illuminati thing, <laughs> the triangle, which is kind of like the three points of architectural DNA to create your project. And I think I mentioned this before, so you got the triangle on the ground, then you get that fourth point, and it's the peak. It's a really strong pyramid that your project's going to grow from, and that is your architectural design built from those three pieces or components. So we're, we're taking off here. We got the DNA. And one thing, if you watch, I said DNA is going to stick throughout your entire project. It's what it's going to grow from. So once we've done these, the DNA discovery, and you've got your concept, you're going to have your design proposal. And if you say, yes, I want a minimalist home, and you start executing the design, you're going to just want to jump into things, right? So you want the minimalist home, you're like, okay, you've made me do all this analysis and stuff. Let's just start getting the pieces together. And there is some of that. Like, I get super excited, too. I mean, sometimes people will just call me and it's like, I want to just start drawing. But I know that those impulses actually can contribute to, like, the dream, but they need to be made uh, manifest through actual writing things down. So and when you get to the design part, it is only right that you put as much care into the execution of the design as you did when you walked through the analysis part, the DNA. And so 
when you do that, we've learned through experience that in the same way, I really like how this is going to shape up here, that I was trained this way, I've got experience this way, and I've executed it, and I've even tried to not do it, and found that there's no substitution for doing the main three steps in the architectural process once you've done the DNA part, which some people could call programming, but I think that loses the heart right away, even though I say that word and it is part of the DNA discovery, you're going to have three steps. And so the first one is going to be what people sometimes call schematic design. And that's where you're like taking the concept and you're adding those spaces to it and putting it together in a what I would call like a real world design. Like some people could do a rendering of this or a drawing or a piece of art and it would look like, okay, the building's done. Everything's there. And that is putting the dream on paper. So I would say the schematic process is part of the main part of it is putting a dream. So they're all going to be mixed together because they're DNA. Like I think my DNA is like all inside me, right? Even though there's different parts of me. But the main focus here in that first step is getting that dream into physical form. And it's going to be where things in the real world are scalable geometry spaces you inhabit, taking light and shade thinking about air and giving space and shape to making the air move through the space, making the light move through the space, making people move through the space, or those things exist in stillness in that space, right? Then the next step is design development. And these are all, interestingly enough, drawing sets or drawing things you'll do, schematic drawing set. The next one is the nature part of the DNA is most manifest in the design development process. Design development is where you choose the materials and systems. Like we, someone called me the other day and they're like, I want a home that's cast in place concrete. I want the whole thing cast in place concrete. Okay, so this is that point where we're going to take these materials and nature. And it's very important to, this doesn't always happen as much recently as I've seen, but look at the natural materials that are growing around you. Like we did a house recently, there's cypress here. So we did the exterior ceilings out of cypress. You want to use that a lot. Like concrete kind of makes sense here. There's a lot of materials for making concrete here, but that's not to say you don't want to bring something from the outside because maybe that's meaningful to who you are as a person and where you came from. Maybe you came from someone else. A lot of people like to bring things from where they're from. I had one client who was from Cuba, and when they were here, they specifically wanted the tile that they had in their house in Cuba, and there was actually a company that was still hand-making it in Mexico, that same pattern, and they were able to get that tile. So you've brought that into the house, and that's also, there's things like the landscape design, you need to start doing that and choosing those materials and things that you want to put around the house or even in the house. Then next is going to be A, the effects. So that's all the code stuff, the financial elements and things like that. So you do your construction set, construction drawing set to make sure you're meeting code. Like the bedroom has an exit through the window. So like in schematic, you may like realize I want a an aperture of light to come into the room here. In design development, you may say I want that to be made out of wood or I want that to be made out of bronze so that it can match um, other hardware that I want to use. And then in the construction drawing set, you're making sure that, hey, this is an egress window. We need to be able to get out of it. Or, hey, this window is next to 
a shower and it's got to be a certain type of glass so that it doesn't get busted open. And all the three of those things make sure that artistic vision from your DNA research can get executed into that aperture of light that maybe like let's say see, I mentioned it was by a shower. You may want natural light coming into your bathroom every morning and a big window next to your shower. So that all comes together in a a cohesive set. And if you've done your work and you've picked out the main points of your DNA, like those major ideas, then you will know what you can say yes to and what you can say no to. This Earlier this week, I interviewed Chu Shin, who is a mindset and a corporate coach, amongst other things. And he helps companies learn where they should be making decisions from through doing vision planning. And he's an expert in that and helps them to know what to say yes to, what to say no to. And when we've done this process, that's going to be the guide for making these decisions during this next phase of the DNA, which is the drawings, the schematic design development and construction set. And I do, I would be remiss if I didn't mention part of the effects is cost and code, right? And I mentioned they're all mixed in together. So there will be cost checking and code checking throughout the full phases but definitely the most accurate one you're going to get is when the construction set is done. And you're going to be able to put a solid budget into place, get permits and things like that. So the cost part is very important here. So we want to make sure that you end in success and can meet that budget and get the things that you want. So I would say too, I'm just going to backtrack a little bit. When you first start out with the design, especially in the dream phase, but right before design, I would not think about cost almost at all. Even if you're like, I want a 100 foot story tower on my property, right? I think you should just go ahead and dream about that and think about it a little bit because in there is something that's important that you should be able to do. So there's no budget. In school, we always did that. There's no budget to start out because you want to get the idea in there. You want to get the desire in there. And then you can bring it back and tailor it down to cost and codes and things like that. So let it go free. And then you can start using your DNA process to tailor it to what it can be with all the different things acting on it. We want to make sure that you're able to do that and know what you can say yes to and say no to. And that's where the minimalist design comes from, in my opinion. My my experience is that when you've gone through these exercises and you know what to say yes to and what to say no to that you'll end up with a and I say warm because most people want a warm space but it could be whatever you want if there's some times people want like a dark black room so they can be in there and actually be calm so it's not necessarily just warm but so they what those spaces are but the minimalist method of space planning and detailing really lends itself I think to bringing out who you are and not what someone else's design style or magazine style is. And minimalist is not austere always. If that's what you want, it can be. But it really is putting the things into place. Like, let me put it this way. When you think of a minimalist design piece of electronics that most of us use, there's so much in there that's so robust. It's not necessarily just empty, right? Like I would say any day a dial phone is more minimalist than your iPhone, right? Or your smartphone. 
but there's still a lot of u- more utility to the other one or it has the ability to fade to the back if need be and it's a totally different thing so i just want you to think about it that way don't think of minimalist as small and don't think of it as austere think of it as what the right things are for you and detailing things that way so that's just a, i guess that's just a bonus tip i kind of went off about what's what minimalism is there, there'll be a whole bunch more discussion on specifically what minimalism is in each phase. But so just to recap for today, we went through your architectural DNA, discovering it, finding out that you really do feel like a minimalist home is for you in these first episodes. And then today we've discussed that it's important and only right to make sure that you're working with an architect who can execute with expertise minimalist design and understand it and give just as much attention to the DNA in the next phase, which is all the design phase processes and getting to that construction contract where you get to build your house and get financing for it. And so then the next part of that process is going through schematic design, which is dreaming again, going creating that concept on plan. Next is the design development, which is like N or nature. It's the systems and materials that you're going to use to create things. And then next is your construction documents, which is part of the effects, making sure things meet code, that the massing of the building meets zoning and other things like that. Make sure you're on budget. So like I said, you'll be budgeting throughout and then there'll be like the final actual budget. And oh, I know, I forgot something. If you heard me kind of like stutter back there, I was like, I'm trying to think of something I want to discuss. So when you talk with a contractor or an architect when you start your project, they're like, oh, yeah, the house will cost this much. You, Everyone asks first question, how much does a house cost per square foot or what's the cheapest that can build a house? And I understand that's like an important thing that you want. When you're doing a custom home, it's very custom. When someone wanted to design, let's say, a new car. So someone says, we're going to do the Cybertruck. I really want a Cybertruck, so I'm going to talk about it. The cost of it i'm i know they had a target like we in order to sell to these people we need to be in this price range you're thinking in order to build my house i need to be in this price range so when you're doing something custom though they went through a lot of iterations and they would draw and it would come back oh it's too much here let's do this and change it is we need to add more features or something we're not hitting the market right and they finally got to something so even though it's a mass-produced car it started out with a prototype, right? A custom process that was somewhat open-ended. And when you're thinking of costs, say you're like, my budget's 600,000. Whatever someone tells you, think 30% off. Then the next phase, when you get to schematic design, 20%. When you get to design development, 15. When you get to construction documents, 10%. No matter what, like when you get a bank loan, they're going to tell you, you need to have a fixed price. And we're going to make sure that you're budgeting to achieve the artistic goals throughout those things and narrow it down and make sure we plan for the additional time. Maybe you got to rent a little bit more or things may take longer to build because it's something that you specifically want in that house. And you're like, I'm determined to have X. I've heard people say like, I don't care how much I get their bank loan. I don't care. I'm going to pay for this out of my savings. And to ensure I get this piece of a project, I want a, a custom piece of furniture. 
built in and I'm going to do it. So make sure that when you hear those things at first, you do yourself a favor and assume that there's going to be up and down. It's in addition to over the course of a project, especially right now, people know, especially over the course of a project right now, people know that there's going to be, sorry, my camera messed up here. Especially right now, people know over the course of a project that costs are going up and down, schedules going all over due to shipping and things like that. So making sure, one, you work with somebody who's done this before and making sure that you treat yourself right and give yourself leeway to get those artistic things done in your schedule and budget is important. So it'll get narrowed down. Even though you get a fixed price with the bank, make sure you keep some contingency in there for yourself. So I would never go below 10% of being able to work with things you want to add or things that may come up in your personal finances. So we just want to make sure you get that design in there and you get your dream out here in the world. If you're ready to start your journey, we ask that you go to card.com, hit book a consultation. And when you get there, you're going to fill out the form, discuss things with us. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast. If you are ready to start your journey of a lifetime designing and building a custom home or project, sign up for a free consultation at ca-rd.com today. We look forward to the journey together and making something unique for you and your family. If you have any topics you want discussed or questions about your custom home design for future episodes, send us a message via our website, ca-rd.com. And again, join us next time for another episode of the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast.